Hello, everyone, and welcome to the North American Irish Coaches Show. Tonight we have Dolores Deasley on the on the show. Dolores is originally from Drumkeen in County Donegal and is the head coach at Jones County Community College in Mississippi, Hattiesburg to be exact. Dolores, how's things? You've butchered that first of all. It's now Jones College. Oops, sorry about that. So we'll, we'll, uh, we, we won't be doing a retake. <laughs> so how's, how's oh, things with you, Dolores? I all's good. Just uh, we're getting some lovely weather down here in Hattiesburg, so can't complain. Um, you know, COVID life is what it is, but we're all making through it, and it's it's grand. Yeah, that's all's for good. sure. So, Dolores, you're in your thirteenth season at Jones. Is that correct? That's right. Yeah. Yeah, it's a it's time a flying. Time flies. So, listen, Dolores, we're gonna we're gonna uh, peel it back a little bit. So, tell us about life growing up in Donegal for you and. Who did you play for? And uh, tell us about your younger experiences playing uh, in Ireland. Uh, and I believe you had nine brothers and sisters. Is that true? So give that us, give true. us, give us the, the upbringing. <laughs> um, yeah, so grew up in, in Drumkeen, as you said, one of 10 children, the ninth of 10. So I, I would have been the youngest girl, younger brother, Anthony. Um, but yeah, I mean, back in obviously women's football's changed a lot at home back in those days there, there was I was the only girl for for miles it's been playing football um you know so the only opportunity back then was to play with the boys so I started playing with um drum king united uh the youth boys league there at under 10 level and that was just through I actually got lucky I was my my cousin that lived next door to me Justin we grew up playing out in the streets together and um, I was kicking around in the, the schoolyard one day and one of the teachers, Mr. Sharkey, had come out and spotted the two of us playing and, and noticed that, that I had a, a little bit about me. And so it was kind of through him that I got the opportunity. He had spoke then to Willie Boyle, was the, the manager of the under 10, under 12 teams with Drumkin United at the time. And, uh, you know, I, I was obviously the first girl um, probably in Donegal around that time um, to actually be playing in a boys league there was one other Debbie Lee Fox was from Letterkenny they also, uh, we were the only two that names that I remember um, so yeah I got the opportunity to start playing with the boys at that age and from there moved up to under 12s uh, play with the boys right up to under under 16 I think it was no sorry under 14 and then I was at St Columbus uh secondary school then at the time and that's when you know I had the opportunity then to actually play on a, an all-girls team and um, we had very successful teams at St Columbus through the years one in all Ireland under 14 under 16 under 18 level um, teacher the coach there at that time was Catherine Cook um, and she would have been a big mentor and a big part of how I became then to kind of progress to the Irish setup and just push me into going for, for the trials for that back in the day. And um, yeah, so kind of just progressed from there into the Irish setup. So take us then through, you know, obviously progressed to the Irish setup. Uh, how did you end up going um, playing in Donegal and in Ireland, in Dublin to, to Hofstra in Long Island? Yeah, so it's a I've been with the Irish team under 16 and under 18 and one of my teammates at the time, Elaine O'Connor, she ended up being my college roommate at Hofstra. So she went over 
to to Hofstra the year prior to me coming over and during that time you know they were they were just recruiting and looking for to bring in a centre back so the the assistant coach at the time Simon Ridioff had come over to Dublin to you know we had set up a, a wee friendly game just with a bunch of players that were interested in coming over um, but he was specifically looking for a centre back and he brought me and good pal of mine, Yvonne Tracy, that ended up going to Arsenal, brought us both over in a visit and then he, he made us both an offer and so I chose Hofstra and, and then she went on to play over at Arsenal. Um, so yeah, four years then there and that was the, the time of my life. You only thought you had worries back then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and and to go on to into these experiences here in the USA, um, kind of what what did you study while you were there, and how would you compare it to? Obviously, you've mentioned here you you grew up at a younger age playing with boys. Now you actually play against girls at a fairly competitive uh, level. Um, how how did those things kind of change for you, or how did those make you feel at at that time? I can really beat myself against girls, and it's not against boys anymore. How how did that feel? Um, I think well. Anybody would, would tell us, you know, growing up and, and having the opportunity to play with boys and train with boys, the game's obviously faster. So I think that was a good um, that was a good thing for me, having the opportunity to be able to do that. And I think that progressed my game from, from a very young age. I didn't know it at the time, but when you kind of moved on and then, you know, you were fully in the women's game at that stage, I think that was kind of where I felt the difference and I was able to to progress very well but I, I think that was obviously a big part of of me being successful in what I was doing and, and in my role in each team. And what did you say you studied? Yeah so I, I majored in PE, um, did my student teaching and that all you know did the four years of that finished my student teaching and I didn't didn't really didn't have dreams or hopes of going into coaching at all. That kind of just fell in my lap. Um, I just I always wanted to, to be a PE teacher. And that was quite hard at home, you know, getting into colleges at home. So coming to the US and, and doing the route here, um, I suppose a lot more colleges offered it, um, you know, a lot more job opportunities as well. So that was kind of the, the path I chose. It was an easier path. <laughs> <laughs> easier easier than going Easy, to Dublin or? easier academically let's put it that way <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dolores um, more and more you know boys and girls are, are coming to the US on the scholarship route um, what was the reaction in Drumkeen when you said here I'm off to America good luck what was the what was people's reaction when you said you're, you're leaving to go to go uh, play and you know potentially carve out a career for yourself it was pretty well accepted you know everybody was just excited for the opportunity because growing up where I grew up and especially being being a, a girl there wasn't that many opportunities so for one of our own to kind of get that chance and to do something different and you know it, it was kind of a big thing for for our wee community um so people even to this day people have been very very supportive and you know anytime I go home there's there's always a pint of Magners on the tap for me at the pub and you know, people are just welcoming and, and happy to see see you doing well. So it's it's been good. I've got a lot of support through the years from from my wee village at home. They're good people. 
Why would you think uh, there's a lot more and more coming? I mean, it seems like the last five or six, I mean, obviously when you came or, I mean, I came in 03, uh, maybe there wasn't as many Irish. It seems like there's so much more um, boys and girls, like every second one now is looking to come to the States. Why do you think it's grown so much? You know, I, I, I can't say for sure, obviously, but I, I think just the just it's just more and more opportunities obviously that's been presented to kids you know there's there's all different paths and everybody obviously wants to to be at the, the top of their game and you boys you, you grow up having dreams of playing professional but that's not always realistic for everybody and, and I think the route coming to America it gives you for a lot of people it gives you that free education you know if you're you're lucky enough to be on a very good scholarship um but it's also just the experience of traveling and, and experiencing something completely different as well. And, you know, it's just a better opportunity, I suppose. Yeah. So, yeah, there's, there's definitely a lot of growth in it. And, and we've been thankful that we've been able to get a, a lot of quality kids come over and through our programs as well here in, in Mississippi in our league. It's good. Yeah, Dolores, you, you, had, a, you had a club um, career applying for a few clubs, to name a few in New York. Um, the Bristol Rovers. Um, talk to me about those levels and the experiences. Um, uh, me and Enda did some digging. You kind of played against some some legends of the women's game. Um, and what were those moments like for you, such as maybe playing some some top names? Yeah, I mean, great opportunities, obviously. Um, I, I did a very short stint at Bristol Rovers. I was, was still with the Irish team at that time. And Noel King was very adamant that he wanted us playing full-time football. And that was kind of in a stage of my life where I wasn't quite sure what I was doing. I had graduated from Hofstra and then I'd moved down to Mississippi. I'd taken up a graduate assistant spot down here with the University of Southern Miss under Gail Macklin at the time. Um, so I went, I graduated with my master's and then I went to Bristol and I, I spent basically from Christmas to the May there. So just a few months. Um, really good opportunity. Um, got to experience the English game. Um, you know, very, very technical league. Um, I was pushed there and, and I, I would say I developed there. So it was good for me and to put me in good standing, keep me in good standing with the national setup. Um, and then, yeah, I had a, a little stint with uh, the Long Island Fury that was under Paul, Paul Riley at the time very very good coach so I learned a lot from him um I was with the Long Island Lady Riders when Emma Hayes first came over to coach in the States mm -hmm. so I got to play under her again just a brilliant experience getting to learn from her she should have been the first you know quality women's coach that I would have had the chance to to really work under um and then yeah just as far as players go I mean at the I was at New Jersey Wildcats for, for a summer. I played with um, Kelly Smith there and oh, Pichon, yeah. I think her name was, the French girl at the time. Yeah. Very yeah. good player. Um, Tobin Heath was with the, the Fury at the time I was there. So, yeah, the opportunity to play with some very, very good players um, and obviously to learn from them as well because they were obviously in, in much better national setups than I would say I was at the time. Um, it's just overall good experience, you know, to be ex exploited to to those types of players. You get some tackles in. Okay, of course. <laughs> Touch tackle. <laughs> Tobin Heath still recovering, is she? 
<laughs> she had a belter there at the weekend against Man City. What, Some, what was what a strike that was. She's yeah, uh, yeah she's good. She's a player. Um, so Dolores Irish, the men's the men's system has changed a lot. The Irish the women's systems changed a lot. We were just talking before the call there about the national leagues now for under 13 boys and girls, 15, 17s boys and girls, things that weren't around obviously when, when, when you or probably even I was, were, were growing up. Um, what, and this is fantastic to see, right? But talk oh, to me I, about, talk to me about the development of Irish soccer from what you know. I mean, the national teams, the women's team, the men's team, like how closely do you follow it? And, and, and what's your thoughts on where everything's going for, for men's and women's soccer, especially the women's game in Ireland? Yeah. I mean, you know, obviously follow it a good bit on social media I wouldn't say I know the ins and outs of it all to, to be honest but uh, you can tell obviously with the the progression of the women's national team in the last several years yeah. and obviously that starts from the grassroots so there's there's definitely something good going on there and, and the momentum seems to be uh, at an all-time high right now it's brilliant to see so many just girls youth teams because obviously back in my day you, you didn't have those opportunities so even when I go home to Donegal now, Christmas isn't over the summer. You know, my wee nieces and nephews, nieces more so, um, at U10, U11, having the opportunity to play on all girls' teams. Like, that's it's fantastic to see. And it's great for those kids and boosting their self-confidence and, and just giving them those outlets to be able to, to participate. So it's, it's brilliant. It's good to see. Hopefully it just keeps progressing the way it is. And, uh, you can see as well there's a lot more opportunities for female coaches in the game, so that's that's encouraging as well from obviously my own aspect to see. Yeah, when you when you go home, um, you talk about your nieces there. Would you be would you be out at the field like watching the games? Like, can you can you get into it? Do you, do you kind of do, do they ask you to get out and get coaching, or do you <laughs> sit back and watch? No, I, I'll, I'll try to just go incognito, show up late, watch a wee bit, sit from the car. <laughs> ah, they, they'll, you'll, they'll never be like, get away with that. Nah, nah. No, I mean, yeah, go up and, and stand with them. Obviously, everybody's very welcoming. You just just have the crack on the sideline. It's That's always the nice thing about going home. It's, it's, nobody takes anything too seriously and everybody's just relaxed and out to have a good time. And You get to throw a wee tackle in here and there at the same time. It's always good. Yeah, no, for sure. So you talked as well pre-call and obviously, uh, you know, you bring teams. You've brought Jones to Ireland, right? Um, we have, uh, yeah. How has your girls team, have you, when, do they, when they go over, you've played matches against uh, girls teams from, from Donegal or Northern Ireland or, or the Republic? Like, how does, how does the, can you see the difference in, in those games from when you were a kid? Like the, the levels? Yeah, definitely. Like I said, you know, it's just just with, there's there's huge progression in the women's game. It's it's brilliant to see, and even the coverage that you know they're getting on the television and everything now as well. It's it's fantastic. Yeah. Um, our girls really enjoy that trip. You know, it's a trip that we do every two years, and it's brilliant just to to bring them. We do a wee tour. We go up and hit uh, Brendan's the guy I coach with from from Belfast. He's a women's men's program. We go up and hit his house, and the Mavericks on a a fry for us that morning will be last. I've heard all about it. <laughs> and yeah, we usually go up around the, the northern coastline, do the, the rope bridge, the Giants Causeway, and then over to Donegal for a few nights. We've been down to Galway over to your neck of the woods. And oh, yeah, what a place. A few nights there, the Cliffs of Moher and all that crack, and then finishing back up in Dublin. So it's it's just a brilliant experience for them. And, and obviously for them to, to get to play 
um, yeah. How's in that? another country as well. It's 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 just brilliant. It's brilliant for me as a coach to be able to sit back and watch that, and you know, just hear the wee chit chats, and they're looking to swap t-shirts and stuff after the game. And it's great. the Irish girls are always mesmerised by all their <laughs> night gear and, and all the nice kit that they have. You know, and it's also they have nice O'Neills. <laughs> they're all running around in their own nails. Uh, but uh, no, it's 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 good. It's a good time, and it's right. it's great for me to be able. I always try to do Donegal. You know, that's I grew up through that league, and I always always try to continue to promote that as much as we possibly can, and and bring our business there for the most part. That's fantastic, Dolores. You have um, short of fifty caps for Ireland, um, which is amazing. Uh, fair playing, congratulations. Um, talk to me about the players that you've played against at the national level and during your time with Ireland. Um, it, it was a, a good span of time that you were with them, and can you share? Can you share a a moment that you'll remember forever playing playing for the national team? I would say probably the biggest moment for me, not probably without a doubt, would have been um, it was back in '99 when the the US women's team had won the World Cup here in the States, and you know they do their their victory tour. And we were the first team that they had invited over to come play them at Foxborough Stadium. And uh, I want to say there was 37 something thousand there. Like that was, and I was only, I remember it well because I was 17 at the time and my squad number was 17. So I was saying to myself, well, Mick Cook was the manager at the time. And there's a, a couple of the senior players that had kind of run out of favor because we had lost a couple of games prior to that. So I think he was just thinking, right, I'll bring a handful of the young girls and give them the opportunity. So there was four or five of us that made that squad, not ever thinking that we would get to play. It was just come to America, you know, you're getting police escorts all over the place. You get to train at Foxborough Stadium. You just get to see the Americans, you know. And so I ended up then, I, he, he announced the start in 11, and I was in a centre-back uh, near shit my pants, but... Was, uh, <laughs> was that your first police escort? <laughs> that was my first police escort. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I that that was by far obviously, you know, biggest moments just just to be on that that platform and just to be on the same field with some of those players. You know, it was, it was amazing. We ended up getting tanked, but it was brilliant. Best time ever I've had losing five nil. <laughs> Really, that's uh, um, so that obviously that's an incredible, incredible moment. Uh, playing in front of all those people, playing in Foxborough, Mass. Uh, can you still remember the first is that the first time you put on the Irish shirt, or was do you remember your first cap for Ireland at senior level or any level, like putting on that green jersey here in the anthem? Can you? Can you can you still remember I'm, those things? My first one, it, it would have been that I remember. I, I don't actually remember the senior one, but uh, first ever would have been uh, against Scotland um, at under sixteen level. I remember that. Yeah, that was a very proud moment. You know, one that you're just kind of pinching yourself, thinking, "Is is this real?" So it's always a proud moment when you get to put on the the green jersey and and stand for for the soldier song. You get goosebumps just flying all through you. Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty that's, awesome. And do you remember your first senior cap? Or I don't actually. Now you've got me thinking. I'm gonna have to go back and find out when that was. 
Yeah, maybe if you if you think about it before the end here, just jump in and let us know. I'm just interested, obviously, at under 16s must have been an amazing feeling, but uh those senior senior moments um would have been impressive too. Who if I was to say to you who was the toughest opponent you ever you ever marked as a centre back? Obviously, you must have played against some some fairly decent centre forwards back in your day. Yeah, it's true in particular. I still have nightmares about them. Um <laughs> <laughs> Birgit Prince, Germany, would have been one. Um, Abby Wambach would have been the other. Both of them were just... just well, like, you don't realise the stature of them until you're standing up beside them. And, and I'm a big girl myself. Um, but they, they were just phenomenal athletes and just brilliant at what they did, you know. So it was, it was uh, definitely an experience to come up and, and compete against those two dolls for sure. What a what an experience! They're not on your Christmas card list, are they? After... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've had their address. <laughs> uh, they're they're big names to be playing against, so that's uh, that's uh, that's that's incredible. That's incredible. Good times. That's all in the past now, lads. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Dolores, during during those times, though, we like to talk about on here um, mentors. Um, what type of mentors would you have in the game now that you would kind of talk to um, maybe now that you're a coach or, or memories that you look back on? Oh, I enjoyed that time with maybe the likes of like Noel King and, and listening to advice from him or, or other people. Um, I would, would say my main one just through the years is actually how I got into coaching would be, you mentioned her earlier, Enda, uh, Gail Macklin. That's yeah. home now. She would have been the, the head coach at Southern Miss when I first came down here. Um, and that was kind of my first little coaching gig, so to speak. Um, so a, a lot of, of what I learned early on would have all kind of come through Gail. So I, I would definitely attribute most of it to her. Um, and then just, just my own coaches at Hofstra as well, giving me the opportunity um, to play there, Simon Ridioff. Joanne Russell, you know, I, I learned a lot from those guys as well. And still talk to Simon to this day, just picking his brain as far as dealing with certain, you know, big personality players and, you know, looking at different different types of sessions or motivational techniques or whatever it may be. So you kind of pull bits and pieces from even this this COVID time, you know, it was on a lot of the, the stuff with Gary Conine and, and yourselves as well, all of the speakers that you've had coming in. So I think it's just you just constantly, especially in, in our world, you're, you're kind of always trying to, to learn and gain knowledge as, as much as you can and to bring it into your own squad and to just continue to, to develop as much as possible. So yeah. it never stops, you no. know. It surely, it surely doesn't. Um, what, um, after a game, win or lose, Dolores will just kind of, keep going off that question you know we talk about mentors who you get advice off but is there someone after a game like you just call win win or lose or draw and you're just you have those people you can burn the ear off and and just kind of would, would it be brendan would it be you know how do you deal with after games winning or losing a lot of the times it's brendan yeah <laughs> fair <Turn> play <laughs> <laughs> now nah, that's what he's there for no brendan does a good job uh, brendan Brendan and I have worked together for several years now, so know yeah. each other pretty well. And, you know, he's always taken a really good interest in the women's program and, and he's been very supportive and good guy to work alongside. So 
yeah, he's he's definitely one that that offers some good advice, and you know, I think it goes both ways. He gets to vent to me some as well. So there's just a lot of tea drinking and a lot of venting that goes on some days <laughs> <laughs> up in our building. No, um, no harm. No harm. No, you gotta no have harm. those moments too. Absolutely, Dolores, you're you're out recruiting. What do you look for? Um, in a in a player, uh, when you go out recruiting, what's what's the couple of things that Dolores must have when you're looking at players to sign them, whether they're international or domestic? Uh, I mean, you're always looking for the kid. I'm always looking for the kid that stands out in the game. First of all, that'll make an impact in the game. Um, you know, and obviously, it just depends what positions you're looking for as well. But a lot of the times in in our league. Um, you know, the junior college system is, you know, it pretty well yourself, Enda. You're, a lot of the times, for me, I don't know how it was for you, but I, I would recruit a lot of just quality players, not necessarily looking at positions, but a lot of players, I would try to filter them in then to, to have them play different roles for me or to, to teach them different roles. But as long as I had good athletes and, and good, good quality players on the ball, um, and, you know, then you go to, obviously, character and work rate and everything else. Body language is always a big one for me, too. I yeah. see a kid that just, just doesn't look interested. I'm like, it's, it's a turn-off right away. You know? Yeah, you can, you can... I think that's great advice for any players listening. I mean, the body language is so important, right? You see that, you see that girl or boy that just looks like they don't have a care in the world, and it's probably a, a, a not, not a great sign, right? So... Uh, no, it's good. Um, what's your future goals, Dolores? Um, within football, coaching badges, traveling, football. What, what's the kind of the goals within the game for you um, in the next few years? Um, what What are you thinking? Um, not really thinking very much, Amber. To be honest, um, I, you know, I'm happy where I'm at right now, and, and <clears throat> we're. Jones College, my administration there have been very, very good to me. I think that's why I've stayed there for so long. I've never been one to, you know, there's a lot of coaches that are happy to jump around and move from job to job. That's never really been me. Um, I'm, I'm big for job security and, and I want to be comfortable and, and I feel pretty comfortable where I'm at and I get a lot of support. Um, I feel like I'm still making a difference where I'm at right now. And I kind of always said at whatever point in time I would stop enjoying that just the day-to-day -day recruiting and coaching and everything else. I think eventually then I would like to maybe move into something in the lines of administration, still within the game, but more administrative type stuff, I think. So, yeah. I, you know, probably be looking at maybe four to five more years coaching and then see, see how I feel at that stage. But no plans at the minute. Happy yeah. what I'm doing. Just get through COVID life. That's the plan right now. <laughs> hey, that's what we're all looking for, isn't it? Um, yeah. Advice, what advice would you give to, to young girls in Ireland listening to this or parents going, you know, you know, want to get their daughters to the States? What, what, what advice would you give any girls playing soccer at home right now? Yeah, I mean, specifically looking at getting to the States, you know, it's just get your name out there, make connections. Um, you know, obviously any, any chance you get to perform in front of people, you've got to stand out and, and take your opportunities. But I always tell any kid, you know, especially when I'm recruiting kids, if you get an opportunity to, to come across here, you know, really it's a no-brainer because you can't, you don't ever want to have those regrets. It's something that to me that 
every girl, if she gets the opportunity, she, she should give it a try. And that was my thing coming out here, you know, make it to Christmas. It was, it was pretty tough. That first semester was pretty tough, but it's, you see so many girls that'll give up on it and, and they'll go home the first semester. It's just getting to that Christmas. And after that, it's, it's easy going, you know? Um, so yeah, that would, that would be it. Just work hard and everything that you're doing, put your name out there. Um, and take any opportunity that comes in your way. Yeah, it's great. It is such a, it's such a, uh, that first semester, just getting to the Christmas and getting over that hump yeah. is, is such a, it's such a great feeling. Then once, once you get past that, it's usually, it's usually plain sailing, but yeah, I know that's, that's, that's great advice. It's just, you know, we do get a lot of, a lot of people listening. And obviously, as you said, the, the, the interest to come to the States here is, is massive now. I mean, and I think it maybe even, get bigger as, as things slow down in Ireland and, and even other countries. Um, so, uh, question, last question. Um, what advice, if you could go back in time, Dolores, what advice would you give to a young Dolores Deasley, Dublin airport, coming on this journey again? If you could go back and give yourself advice, um, what, would you, what would you give yourself? Don't hold back now. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, Jesus, you know, I don't have very many regrets. If there was one thing that, that I wish that I had back then, it would have been just um, to be exposed to more strength and conditioning. Mm. I noticed when I came over here that that was a different, a huge jump, you know, between the, the game at home and the game over here it was just the, the fitness side of things and the, the speed, the strength and conditioning. Um, so I, I wish that back then that we we had had more exposure to that in our game. And I think that's obviously starting to really develop right now at home. So that's, that's good as well. That is, uh, that is interesting, right? I mean, when you think about even the women's game or the men's game, the Americans are much more bigger, stronger, faster. I'm sure that's kind of, that was the big shock to the system, right? When you got yeah, over here. And I think, you know, I, I, I do believe had, had I had the, have been blessed with a bit more speed or my first couple of steps that I probably would have gone a wee bit further and, and continued to play. Um, so I, that was one of the, probably the biggest things I lacked. You know, I had, I had a very good understanding of the game. I could read the game very well. I could pick out my passes, but my first first couple of steps kind of would let me down at times against bigger, stronger, fast, faster athletes. Yeah, so, that's, yeah uh... that, that would be my, my biggest thing that I wish that I could have changed from back then, but you know, yeah, that's really in, in our control. Yeah, it's good advice, though. I mean, you know, uh, players can control that before they get over here if they're a year away. That's or... it. Yeah, I mean, that, the the opportunities that are there for it now. So it's 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 huge, and you know that yourself. It's that that's the the biggest difference in the game coming over here. Yeah, it is. It is for sure. Well, Dolores, that was uh, great to get you on. You're you're a hard woman to get, but we finally got you on, and and. Uh, <laughs> It was definitely worth the wait. A great chat and a great role model to, to young girls in Ireland or, or anywhere uh, that are looking to get over here and make a career for themselves. So you should be proud of what you've done. Almost 50 caps for Ireland. Marked some great names in the game. And, and uh, you know, as, as they say, you're, you're a credit to where you're from. So fair play to you. And we will wish you all the best with Jones as well. And I'm sure we'll see you around Hattiesburg at some point for, uh, in the near future for a drink. All right, give me a bit more notice the next time. <laughs> Thanks, right, lads. Appreciate you having me on. No problem, Dolores. Thanks very much. All the best. All right. Have a good one. Bye.